Um, I was really going to do start machine matzah this week the Pesach I'm going to push that off one week I want to try something uh, a little different and we'll, we'll start machine matzah next week and we'll show a little closer to Pesach um, fake news and uh, on Tuesday this week in Mitzvah Shem Habal is the is the yard site of the name of the Melech of the Melech of the Jens and uh, there's a bunch of like schoolists associated with the Svarim of the name Lumelech, and I want to talk about those a little bit. Um, so just for, for by way of background information, the name Lumelech is, is the is the Lumelech of Lejensk, is a Talmud, well let's just do, do it the organized way. The Balshemtiv is the, the starter of Hasidus in the early 1700s. His primary Talmud is Mizritcha Magid. And uh, Mizritcha Magid has a big Chabur of Talmudim. The the Mamshech Derech, the one who takes over the Mizrach Magid, killed the, the third the third leg of the stool is the Rebbe of Ma'elach, the Rebbe of Lezhensk, who's the first Chassidish Rebbe to move to Poland and uh, you know give Chassidus, teach Chassidus to the Polish and, and his Talmidim are all the greatest Rebbe's from Poland. So he's born like in uh, let's say seventeen seven maybe between seventeen fifteen and seventeen twenty. He dies like seventeen uh, eighty ish. He's a, a very early, early rabbi. In Chassidah Shevelp, we say, the Gemara, Chazal say, in Kairin la'avas el there's only three avas. And we mean Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. In Chassidah Shevelp, when they say, we say, in Kairin la'avas el it means, Vashemtiv, Mizritcha Magid, and the Rebbe Rebmeilich. That's the, the, third, the third av. The Rebbe Rebmeilich is, is a, a very primary rabbi. His Talmidim are, let's say, a lot of famous rabbis, the Chayza, Reb Mendel of Rimenov, um, Uri of Strelis, and many, many more. All his Talmidim are the great Rebbes of Poland. And he starts the, the, the spread of Hasidus into Poland. Now, in the Chassidish Shevelt, originally, there was very, very few Svarim published from the Gracie Rebbes. The Vashemtiv Kaidua didn't write anything himself. Even the Magid didn't really write his own stuff. There was a small sefer published much, much later, collecting Vertloch, you know, from Talmidim of the Magid. So, the Naim of the Malach, very much in that same vein. He also never published the sefer Bechayev. He didn't write any Svarim. But a year after he was Nifter, his son, um, Rebbe Liezer, published the Sefer Naim Limelech with his father's titles. Now, now um, the story of the Sefer was that 22 years earlier, his, his, all the Talmidim who were in the Chatzar who were surrounding the Naim Limelech were begging, you know, please write it down, write it down. We'd love to have it in a written manner so we could look it over. And uh, he instructed his son, he said, no problem, you could write it down. His son wrote down the, the Torah from Shabbos before, and on Sunday morning he put it down on his father's table, on the name of the Melch's table, to look at it. And uh, the name of the Melch saw this paper with the Torah on his table, and he read it, and he called his son over and he said, Who wrote this? And his son said, What do you mean? This is, this is your Torah that you said yesterday. He says, This I said yesterday? I thought a Malach wrote this. This is like. Uh, and then he told his son, I don't want you to publish this Bechayai, but when I'm no longer here, after I'm Nifta, you can publish it. So his son continued writing down, you know, the terrorists from each week as it was, and about 18 months after his father was Nifter, he publishes the Sefer Naim Lamelech with the terrorists of the, of the, of the, of the Jens. The Sefer immediately became very popular. It was, uh, it's the first, like, real, primary Sefer 
that develops the idea of tzaddik and, and all that, uh, all the chsidish ideas that are famous to us. And it became a very popular sefer. Now, Ad Kach, that there are two uh, very specific schoolers that are associated with the sefer Naim and Melch, and that's really why I'm here. I want to talk about those. There are two schoolers that are associated with the Naim and Melch. The first one, I'm not going to talk about, but I'll just say what it is, because it's, it's part of a bigger topic. The first one is that there's a, a Barakata school that, a, that if a woman is having trouble giving birth, a woman who's pregnant and is in labor is having trouble giving birth. So there's a, a minig, call it, it's a short-term minig, a skula, to take a sefer naim alimalach and put it under the head of the woman who's trying to give birth and it will ease the childbirth and make it, make it go smoothly. Now this is a skula, that if you search on Amazon, you could find a naim alimalach, like a, a tiny copy, like a microfilm naim alimalach that they printed to make, to make it easy. Because to bring a, a sefer, you know, this big and put it under the head in hospitals could be a little difficult. But you could buy a keychain on Amazon that you could just slide under the pillow before anything starts and everything's fine. So I think the school is popularized to that level that, it, that you, you could go afterwards and look on Amazon and uh, you'll see it's available for purchase. So that's school number one. And that's the one I'm not going to talk about because it's, it's, uh, it's a more complicated chayla. We'll leave that one. There's a, a second schooler that's associated with the Sefer Naim Melech, and that's the one that we'll discuss today, is that there's a school that, that they, in the Chesidah Shevelt, they say that if a person has a Naim Melech in his house, the house is shamer from all sorts of bad things. Nothing bad will happen to the house that has a Naim Melech inside of it. This is a school that, that, that's Gazak in the Chesidah Shevelt. I don't know exactly where it starts, the school, but Akhapanam, I saw in a letter from the Kleisenberger Rebbe, a letter from the Alt Lubavitcher Rebbe, all in Haskamas, this farm that are publishing over some of Rabbi Meilich's Torah, they say, like, Kayidua, there's the school that anyone that has a Naim and the Melch in their house, the bias is Shamur Mikol Ra, and, and it has the school of. So, I wanted to talk about that school of the bias being Shamur Mikol Ra, by having a safer in it, where maybe that comes from, and if it's okay to believe that, and have that and employ such schools. So, Kaidum Kol, there's a Gemara. Not a Gemara that talks about the Naim and the Melch, but there's a Gemara as follows. It's a famous Gemara, it's an Agadati Gemara. The Gemara tells the story of Uncle Hagar. Unculus was a, a Roman uh, convert. Unculus was a, a nephew of some, some kind of Roman emperor. And he became a convert to Yiddishkeit. So the Gemara Nebuchadnezzar Zara and Dafid Aleph and Aleph tells us the story of Unculus. So Unculus, it says, became a Gair and he moved to Yerushalayim and he began teaching Torah. When his uncle, the emperor, found out that Unculus had, had become a Gair, he sent a, a troop of soldiers to go collect him and bring him back. It's a bazillion for the, for the Roman government that they should have a nephew who's a Gair. Soldiers came and Uncleus engaged them in conversation and uh, they became Gerim and stayed with him. His uncle became infuriated. He sent another troop of soldiers and said, this time, don't discuss religion with him. They came, he had a, a more mundane discussion and still they converted and became Jews. The third troop he sends, he says, this time, don't discuss anything with him. Take him, collect him, don't talk to him. He says, they pick up Uncleus, the Gemara says, they pick up Uncleus and as they're walking out the door, Uncleus places his hand on the mezuzah and this is one of the Makairis for kissing the mezuzah. Unclus places his hand on the mezuzah, and uh, they're so intrigued by this idea that there's a mez- what's a mezuzah, what's he doing putting his hand on it. And the Gemara says, they ask him, my high, and he says, ah, there's a big difference between, between my, my king and your king. Your king, the derech is the king, sits inside the palace, and he has rings of guards surrounding the doors to protect him from everything on the outside. My king's the opposite. We sit inside our house, and the Kaddish sits by the door to protect the bias from everything on the outside. Hashem sits on the outside and protects us. Now this is an Agadah the Gemara that describes the mezuzah as being a shomer lebayis. The mezuzah is being watching the house from called the vera. Now that's an Agadah the Gemara, but this Gemara makes it to halacha to shulchan aruch mamish because the Gemara menachas on that 
Lamed Gimel Lamed Aleph. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, the Gemara is handling what the pla- where the placement of mezuzah is. Where is the mezuzah supposed to go on the Pesach? If you have a, a mezuzah that's uh, you know, wide, a couple inches wide, where does it go? So it says the Gemara, you have to place it Pesach. You place it on the little, the little, the closest part to the where to where the door faces the outside, to where the door goes outside. So the Gemara says, my taima. Either it should be the first thing you bump into when you walk into the house, or love, so that it should watch you. And if the mezuzah would be on the inside of the door, what about the whole outside of the door? That's not being watched. So in order that it should watch the whole door, it should be placed on the outside of the door. And this din is gebracht in Shulchan Aruch. I didn't bring the, the Shulchan Aruch that simon, but in Shulchan Aruch it says in Simen Reish Beitas that you're supposed to put the mezuzah so it says the shach, What's the reason? So that the entire doorway should be watched. As I said, the shach. So the entire doorway should be watched. So you see the concept of, of, of a mezuzah, no less. That's certainly more than any, any Islam safer. A mezuzah, no less, being placed in a manner that it should be capable of being shemir the bias. Meaning the shemir of the bias is something that's like an integral chalik, even if it's being placed in a manner that it can be shemir the bias. So, so this could be some, some kind of source. And so I just wanted to point out that the the Gilean, the Gilean Marshal, Afanar, the Mishokhanar, brings down from a Chuvah's Guinness Vradim that says that, that if someone places a mezuzah, L'Shem Shmira, they put it there only L'Shem Shmira, not L'Shem Mitzvah, says not only is it not a Shmira, it's a, it, makes it, it makes a danger for them. As I like the Guinness Vradim. Now, the, the, the Makar for that is this very interesting Shiloh. There's a, there's a Yushalmi and Peya. Yushalmi and Peya in Parakalif tells another story of a mezuzah with a guy and a Yid. The Gemara says a story over there that Artivan, whoever that was, he was some sort of uh, non-Jew, sent Rebbe, sent Rebbe a gift of diamonds worth, you know, a lot of money. So it says Rebbe sent him back one mezuzah. So Artivan is, is not happy about the, 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 the trade over here. He, he, got, he lost out on this uh, Shalaf Manas trade. He says, uh, I sent you something that's worth uh, who knows what, and you sent me back something that is worth a few dollars to have a scribe write down some, some words on a parchment. So Rebbe sent him back, no. I, you sent me something that needs to be watched. I sent you something that watches you. That's the, the Yushalmi and Peya. Now, the interesting part over here is that Artivan, as far as we know, was a guy. He was a non-Jew. A, a non-Jew does not have the mitzvah of hanging a mezuzah. So the whole tachlis of sending a mezuzah to Artivan could only have been for the Shmir Shabbat. So based on this Yushalmi, is, there's a shail in the Be'er Sheva. The Be'er Sheva has a shail he wants to know, could a Jew sell mezuzahs or give mezuzahs to a guy as a kmeya, as a shmirah. It could be a good business. You have a bunch of guys who are worried about a fire, they're worried about something, they're superstitious about something happening to their houses. You sell them, I have this charm, you hang it on your door, and with this, your house will be protected from, from called of a Could a Jew sell, sell mezuzahs as a charm? So says the Be'er Sheva, you would think that from this Yushalmi and Peya, you should have a raya, that you could sell mezuzahs to a guy. So you see, he's madchid, he says, it's not a raya from there, because it could be Artivan was on his way to becoming a ger, and Rabbi was really talking about Yichad Hashem, and just like you see that the mezuzah had such a strong impact on Unculus, on the people that, that were coming to get Unculus, and they became Gerim, Rebbe was trying to employ that same trick. He was like showing them, look how special HaKadosh Baruch was, and look at Yichad Hashem with the mezuzah. But then he goes on, he brings a rush. The rush in the end of Hilchah's mezuzah says as follows. The rush says, Even though, yes, it is true that the house is watched by the mezuzah that's on it, because we darshan from the Pasuk Shem Recha, the person, the person who's hanging it up, who's placing the mezuzah, his kavana should not be that it should watch his house. 
Looks as if you're like using the mezuzah to make a kmeya for shmira. A person should have in mind the mitzvah that Hakadosh Baruch is misalvin. The initiation mezuzah yichude shel Hakadosh Baruch because the mezuzah has yichud Hashem. That's the parshiyus there in the mezuzah. But tamad b'boyi v'tzeisa yisker yichude shel Hakadosh Baruch. And every time you walk in and out of your house, you're going to be masked the yichud of Hakadosh Baruch. We eat in your rasa alpanav, and therefore you'll you'll have yer shemayim on your face. Says the Rosh, it's very straightforward. It's not a stula. The fact that the mezuzah Hashem Rabbis is not a stula. It's if you interact with Yichar Hashem and Yerushalayim on a daily basis, every time you come in and out of your house, azasart bias is shamur. The Rosh takes all the fun out of it and says it's not. There's nothing schooly about it. It wouldn't even work for a guy who's not paying attention to the to the Yichar Hashem that's inherent in the in, in the mezuzah. Now the Rambam is even harsher. The Rambam of mezuzah. The Rambam says. Um, Says these tipshim, not only were they mevatel the mitzvah of mezuzah, which is a great mitzvah, they made yichud Hashem and avas Hashem and yiras Hashem into some silly kmeya. So the Rambam is even more harsh than the Rush. Fine. So, so because of this, says the Ber Shava, he he believes that to sell mezuzahs or to gift mezuzahs to a guy l'shem shmira would be aser. And there would be false advertising. Because it wouldn't work. It wouldn't be a shmirah. Mezuzah wouldn't be a shmirah if you hung it as a shmirah. The, the shmirah of mezuzah is not because you have the holy words on your doorstep. Because you have holy words in your position. In your, in, in, in your possession. The, the skula and the shmirah of mezuzah is because you're being mekayim, avas Hashem, and yiras Hashem, and yichad Hashem. That's the school they have. He says, unless there's eva, unless you're going to get in trouble, you'll be punished for not selling the mezuzah. Otherwise, it would be us to sell mezuzah. So... <coughs> We have in mezuzah a similar concept to, to shmiras habayis from you know svarim kedushim from from psokim uh, or mezuzah, but lemaisi you see that it's not at all so pashut that the shmiras is just because it's there. And and other I saw somewhere from Chaim Kenevsky, it's uh, Rashi in Pashas Kairach brings down that one of Kairach's like kashas that he asked to trip up Moshe was he asked Moshe bias moli svarim a house that's full of svarim doesn't need a mezuzah or not. Meaning if the house is all full of svarim, do you need a mezuzah in such a house? It doesn't make sense. You have more mezuzahs everywhere you look. And, and obviously the din is that, yes, you still need a mezuzah on it. And what's taka the answer to Karach's kashas? Or Chaim Kinevsky said, like, in, in this vein, a mezuzah is to focus on Yichud Hashem. It's not about having another psukim, another uh, holy book, another holy article in your house. Of course, a bias mali svarim is full of holy articles. But if you don't interact with any of them, and none of them are for Yichud Hashem, for Avas Hashem, for Yerush Hashem, then it's just a bias mali svarim. It's just a warehouse. A warehouse doesn't, is not deserving of any special protection because it's, it's storing holy things. So now, so this, is not, this is not our source. So now, as far as I can tell, the real source for such an idea that having a specific Sefer in the house is a Shmira is from the Sefer Raziel HaMalach. Now, I think probably a lot of people have a Raziel HaMalach in the house. You, you for sure have one in your house. Um, there's, there's people, this is a... You, they sell, those are the original, tiny, microprinted that you can't read Raziel HaMalachs that everyone has. Now, yeah, when do you think Raziel HaMalach was published for the first time? Take a guess. Uh, no, we, we think Rizil Amalch is, it's certainly presented to us as a super ancient, you know, Yasha Noishan Sefer. Avram Avinu, the name Rizil Hamalach, it's in the name. Rizil Amalch was published for the first time in 1701. Okay, it's like uh, 300 years ago. <laughs> Not a very long time ago. And most of the Teichen inside of it comes from the Rikeach, from the Sefer Rikeach. There's a section in Sefer Rikeach which is about 
Kabbalah Maisius and Zirufa Shemus. Okay, but we're, we're, we're jumping steps here. Let's just, let's just go through this methodically. The, the, the safer that this skula was really attached to, that, it's, that this is not popularized from, where L'chairu, the Naimli Malach skula, comes from is Rezil HaMalach. Now, on the Sharblat of the Rezil HaMalach that was published in 1701, it's the first Sharblat, it says as follows. It says, this safer is a skula to keep in your house, and even someone who doesn't have the wherewithal or the ability to read it, because it's, 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 uh, it's very lofty, just having in your possession alone would be a shmirah and a shmirah debayis michol nega michol ra, and specifically that there won't be a fire in the house. A person who has a rezila malach in his house, specifically there won't be a fire in the house. Now in the Hakdama it says that where did the sefer come from? So the sefer comes from as follows. In the Zayar, the Zayar says that when Adam Rishon was alive, there was a, a malach named Rezil, Rezil HaMalach, who came to teach Adam Rishon all sorts of studies of Tziruf Shemus and different Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and what you could do with them and how to interact with the Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this Rezil HaMalach taught Adam Rishon these Shemus and Adam Rishon wrote them down. And this Sefer that I'm presenting in front of you is the Sefer of Adam Rishon's Chavrusashach with Rezil HaMalach. And Mamela has some of the loftiest and most secret Tziruf Shemus that exist. And one who has this Sefer in his possession, the Ba'is will be Shem Mechal Davarach. This is what's... Uh, what it says in the Sharblah to, to the Sefer Rezil HaMalach. And because of that, it sold like hotcakes, and uh, everyone put it in their house, and, and it became known to be a big shmir in the house. Now, the problem is that people who, who uh, blew it up to a bigger size, where it was actually readable, and they looked through it, found that, that Aleph, it mostly comes from the Sefer Rekeach. A good chunk of it comes from the Sefer Rekeach, who makes no claim that these Tziruf HaShemus that he brings in there are the Shemus that were given to, to, to Adam Rishon through Rezil HaMalach. So Aleph, most of its time, it just doesn't, it comes from a different place, it comes from a different Sefer, from the Sefer Rekeach. And in the Sefer Rekeach, it's, it's Tziruf HaShemus. Sefer Rekeach was a grace in Mekobol, and it's definitely old, it's eight, nine hundred years old, but it, from Adam Rishon, the Rekeach doesn't say that though. The Rekeach makes no claim that it comes, the Rekeach is, is, a, is a Sefer that's full of Kabbalistic Shemus, etc., and he makes no, he makes no, uh, he, makes, he doesn't make that connection. That connection, the Rekeach doesn't make that connection. Comes to the Rekeach. Bez, and much more troubling, is many Tamidei Chachamim who, who were familiar with uh, you know, other things, went through it and found that a lot of the Tzruf Hashemis, a lot of the schoolists or the Kabbalists and things that are in there are either Christian or Muslim. That some of the icons, like there are pictures drawn in there, Lamashal, someone asked me that, I don't remember who, but so the, 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 the Lamashal, the, the Mug and David, the, what that's on the Israeli flag, uh, is very, very popular in the Sefer, in the Sefer Rezil HaMalach. For all sorts of Kabbalistic Cheshbonis, they use that shape of the inverted triangles to create uh, like different meanings. But strangely enough, there's another shape that they use to, to create meaning. That's also a very familiar shape. It's a Shasi Ve'erev. It's a cross. Now, it's not the standard cross that you'll see on the outside of church. It's a, you know, a little variation on, on a cross. But there's many, many types of crosses. And one of the, the shapes that are employed to get the Kabbalistic uh, calculations is a cross also, for example. And there are other ones that are Islamic shapes. So meaning it's a whole big chalant mix of some Jewish, uh, you know, Kabbalistic Tzirufi Shemus, some Christian Tzirufi Shemus, some Islamic Tzirufi Shemus. It's got all sorts of things in there. Plus it even has crosses in there. And Adkadekach, that the Shaila was brought to the, to the Panama Iris. Someone came to the Panama Iris who took the time and the effort to go through his Rezil HaMalach and found it to be full of very strange things. And it was ugly at him that he should no longer keep this in his house. It's certainly not a shmirah to have crosses with Yud Kevavke written on them in your house. But he wanted to know, is it permitted to burn the Sefer Rezil Because 
it also has halogen things in there, so could he burn? Now, I'm not saying every Razila Malach. I think some of them have been cleaned up today and whatever, but this is a 250. Who? Rukhan Kinevsky wrote on it, right, exactly. No, he spoke about it. Rukhan went to one, one of his cars. Fa- all right, no, he found one. Right, I remember that, yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he came to the Panamiris and he asked him, could he burn it? And the Panamiris goes through the Shailah upon him, and at the end, he, he, he hedges to the part, to the fact that probably a, a Razila Malach that was published with all these uh, other things inside it was never published by Kedusha, so even the shame is inside of it. We're never published with Dusha. And yeah, you, you could Lechayra burn it, says the Panamiris. So, meaning the, the part of the Rezil Amalek that, that popularized this school of, this idea that having them in your house is a shmir from fire, were full of, of, of uh, crazy things. Now, now uh, the Panamiris, I grabbed the Rav Nachman in, in Chaim Aran, Rav Nachman of says that the Tzidua, there's a school of, to have a Rezil Amalek in your house and it will protect the house from being burnt. It says, and I myself have passed by many houses with the burnt Razil Amalach in the burnt house, says Ibn Nachman. So, so it, it works wonderful. I've seen many burnt Razil Amalachs, is what is, it was Ibn Nachman's uh, ha'ara on that school. So, Akapanam, the school started with, with the Sefer Razil Amalach, that itself is, is, uh, is very suspect. Now, what, what's unique about Razil Amalach was that it's Tiruf Shemus, it was very hard to understand, it was very lofty, and the uh, and they made the school of, about it. It doesn't, you know, it comes from wherever. Unclear where it comes from. Unclear where the school comes from. Uh, Rav Moshe Nechuvah writes that uh, someone asked him if the school is true, that if you have Razil Amalek in your house, if it, the house won't get burnt. Rav Moshe is very kind. Rav Moshe says he doesn't know. I don't, I don't know. Rav Nachman was a little more harsh. Rav Nachman says, like, he saw many that got burnt. Now, what was it that inspired the Tachsid Shevel to, to give the Sefer Noyam Ali Melech this same... Rather, incidentally, the, the Rezil Amalek also had the school for, for women who were in labor, to put it under the, under the head for labor. So it's very similar to the schoolists that a Gazak, the Rezil Amalek, are said about the Naim Lemelech. Now, what is it that inspired them to say about the Naim Lemelech? So I have a few theories, but I don't know if any of them are true. Uh, I'll start with the ones that I think are least true to the most true. The, 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 in the original edition of the Naim Lemelech, at all different like, inter- points, intervals, in the first editions, is like these stars that are placed there. And they don't lead to anything. There's no footnotes. There's no... It doesn't go anywhere. The original Matfis put stars in the middle of it. Then no one knows what it meant. Now, in the Chesid Shevelt, there became a, an idea that every time there's a star in the, in the name of Melech over there, that's the place where Reb Melech had Aliyah's Neshama. Where it, was, it got to the like, point of such, such holy terror that were being sheared, that Reb Melech had Aliyah's Neshama. And this part's too much even to, to describe in words. And then it continues when he comes back down. So there is an element of, call it mystery, of like Kabbalah and mystery that lingers in the Sefer that's hard to, to put your finger on. Maybe that's a reason. I don't think that's the reason. Um, there's an interesting other reason is that his son, Rebeliezer, in the Hakdama to the Sefer, writes that his father used to always daven and care deeply that Jews and his Hasidim and people who came to him should have Yeshuas, all sorts of personal Yeshuas in their lives, etc. And... and he doesn't like stay directly. The Sefer should bring those Yeshuas, but it's my tefillah that through the Sefer, those same Yeshuas should come. So it could be from there it started the idea that like through owning the Sefer, through possessing the Sefer, one like taps onto the tefillahs of, 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 of the Rebbe Milo and gets these schoolists. And the third one, I think probably the most likely to be true, is that the, the Rebbe Reb Mailuch, the Naim Melech, was not known to be, uh, and I want to say this the right way, he didn't, he didn't have like a, a famous yeshiva background. Pe- the Litvaks didn't know that he was a Talmud Chacham, let's say. 
There were other greats of Rebbe, like the, like the Mizrachim Magid, who learned by the Pnei Yeshua, or the, the, the Kedushas Levi, who was a Rav, or the Yismach Moshe. There were other original Chesidish Rebbe, who even the Litvaks had, were forced to be made that he's a Talmud Chacham. That the guy was a Talmud Chacham. Okay, he's Chesidish, you don't like him. They went, even in the middle of all the fighting, you had to be made that he was a Talmud Chacham. The, the Naimali Melech, the, the Litvaks used to treat like, uh, like, like he was, like he didn't know how to learn. The Taina they said about him was like, he didn't know how to learn. So when his Sefer came out that showed that he clearly did know how to learn and that was full of, you know, Tifa Tyrus, it could be that it was like a, a point of pride. Like everyone should have one of these in their house. And, and things like that develop. Like when it becomes like something that everyone should have one in their house, people attach, you know, so it's a school as to it. If you have one, you ask, you ask, it's protected. In my, it's, a, it's a suggestion. I don't know if it's true, but it's a suggestion. I would think that perhaps the reason why, why uh, the name of specifically got attached to these school lists was because it was like a point of contention to take the name of the Malach seriously or not. So having one in your house became a serious thing. Now, I'll just say like this. The, so, so in regards to the Makar of the school, it's, it's kind of hard to know. In regards to the school being a good thing or a bad thing, I'll say like this. Certainly, uh, I'll say, let's say like, it's, it's low risk, low reward. The, the Rezil Malach is very high risk. Maybe the school is like an amazing school that does all sorts of crazy things for you because it's Tziruf HaShemis and it's Kabbalah Maisius and whatever, but it's high risk, high reward because it also might be Christian. It also might be being Mishtamish with Shemis that you're not supposed to be. And there's a big Arichas on that. Maybe one day we'll talk about the Kabbalah Maisius Bizman as that. So it's, a, it's, kilo, it's high risk, high reward. The name of the Melech is, is by all accounts, a, a great Sefer on Chomish. It's not Kabbalah Maisius, even if the stars were supposed to take him to, to some sort of Kabbalistic uh, intentions, they aren't in the Sefer. So it's, uh, it's low risk, low reward, meaning it's, it's a nice Sefer that, that people attach some schoolers to that may or may not be the original school of the Sefer. So it's low risk, low reward, it can't hurt you. Now, even on the Rezil Amalach, there's, there's a Sefer, Sefer Abayas, all the Nyanim that are connected to a house. And in the back of it, he has like in tiny, tiny letters, he printed Rezil Amalach, like in the last five pages. Like uh, 20 pages per side, you know, like a tiny thing. And he gives a hisnatz list to the guy. He says, like, I know the Rezil Amalach is not so, not so simple. But I asked Rabbi Yashiv, and Rabbi Yashiv told me, as long as you don't actually read it, and you're not actually learning the Sefer Rezil Amalach, you just want to have it in your house, shame the Skula, so knock yourself out. It's, it's, uh, it's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. So I, I would say that the Rezil Amalach is certainly better in all regards. It doesn't have any of the risks associated with, uh, with the Rezil Amalach. Why exactly <coughs> the Skulas of Rezil Amalach got transferred to the Sefer Rezil Amalach, I can't exactly tell you. But Mechayra, it's, it's low risk, low reward, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, what did you say? Sponsored by... No, Sponsored by... No, Next week, we'll start uh, the Sugi of Matzah a little bit, and we'll spend a few weeks on that. Is this sponsored?